Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. Liz Cheney lost her role as the House Republican Conference Chair, which is a role designated for the third highest ranking Republican in the House of Representatives. It will likely be handed to Elise Stefanik, who will have it taken away from her and likely handed over to Lauren Boebert. She will have it taken away from her and handed to Marjorie Taylor Greene. And with each handoff, it will become more acceptable to use the C word. <laughs> Basically, the Republican Party has turned into a time bomb, which will eventually explode to reveal it's actually a flaming bag of dog shit. Marjorie Taylor Greene looks like she's reading a subreddit dedicated to her, and every post is a photo of a cum shot on her congressional portrait. Admittedly, I should probably stop posting that image. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem is inviting police officers who've been laid off to apply for jobs in her state. Why? Black people make up 2% of the population there. Are they trying to get it lower? Christy Nome says South Dakota had the highest tourism rate of anywhere else in the country. That's dangerous. 
not because of COVID, but because if enough people gather in the state, it could collapse and descend into the pits of hell in what will be described as an improvement for South Dakota. Bill and Melinda Gates announced they're getting divorced. If dealing with Bill is as frustrating as dealing with not being able to use my computer during system updates, then I'd sympathize with Melinda as well. Medina Spirit, the horse who tested positive for an illicit substance following his Kentucky Derby win, will be allowed to race in the Preakness in Maryland. Preakness officials reached that decision by saying that, as a lot of Baltimore sports fans are drugged and doped up to their tits, why shouldn't anyone competing in a sporting event in their metro area be afforded the same luxury? In fact, the drug problem in the Baltimore area is so bad that methadone doesn't work anymore, as we've all built up an immunity to it. That's what happens when you include it in jello shots in your city's bars. <laughs> An Ohio State senator was caught participating on a Zoom call while he was driving. Hey, Jim, how did you get a video of a trucker giving you the middle finger as your background? <laughs> and now on with the show. Hey. Please join me in welcoming Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, and Linda Landeros. Hey, Tom. Everyone, welcome. Linda, welcome back. Thank you for having me. I got kicked off Tinder. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I got banned. <laughs> I think um, because I figured uh, if, you know, people, people just want to use that app for hooking up, which is not what I want. I just want more social media followers. So I just said, can you please follow me on TikTok? <laughs> and I think because um, you're not supposed to advertise anything on Tinder. So it might be my own fault. I th but see, what I don't understand is like, don't you want my profile on the app so that your users will have more profiles to, to scroll through so that they'll spend more time on your app so that you can make more advertising dollars? Like none of it makes sense, like even from a business standpoint. Yeah. I mean, uh, if, I just think they're sexist. If they didn't have. And racist. Or, I'll say it. Yeah. If, if they didn't have comedians or artists entertaining stuff on there it would basically just be guys who look like, well, me and Jeff. <laughs> Abby, what's new with you? Uh, I'm going to talk about it. The reason I missed last week's show is because uh, my, my dog was dying and she is now dead. Um, but uh, so actually just before this, I got in the mail. They sent me a paw print of her uh, from the cremation. But anyway, um, but I do want to share with you guys. It, it was it was her time to go. She went very peacefully. But um, a funny thing happened in the office. We were my wonderful significant other went with me and we're, we're there doing the intake and they're all so nice. Everyone's so nice. As soon as you tell them that you're there to put your dog down, everybody goes into like therapist voice and anyway, they're all very kind. Um, but they're doing the intake and they're like, you know, what is your dog's name? And I say Carly and they say, what is her breed? And I say, she's a Rottweiler mix. And they say, how old is she? And I say 14. And the girl goes years. And I was just like, what else could it possibly be you know but in this distraught mental state I was like going running through my mind like what else potential metric could she be asking me to minutes maybe my, like, right. yeah, yeah, my favorite like, slipper so fuck it does <laughs> <laughs> she think this is a human toddler and this is in months like is it 168 months is that the correct answer you know no it turns out it was it was 98 dog years that's what she was looking for <sighs> I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm sorry, but at least it's she took. It's okay. I feel like I made everybody sad. I'm I'm okay. No. It's okay. She took your mind off it. The, no. the, the, the wacky uh, the wacky nurse took your mind off. No, it. no, no. She literally was asking me if I meant years. Um, yeah, because but... yeah, you start thinking about other possibilities. Like, so. what else could it possibly be? Yeah. 
I mean, I think, I mean, I have a cat, but you know, I've often thought, okay, maybe my life would be a little better if I've, uh, if I got a dog, um, you know, base, if not just for the companionship, then for having something that not only is able to lick my toilet clean, but also bites anyone who comes to the house with uh, religious information, <laughs> religious pamphlets. Jeff, how about yourself? I'm continued to be amazed by how easy the right just puts things over on the media and their followers. And there's no, uh, is, they're not hiding anything. There, I saw a video today of a, of an, of a uh, offspring group from the Heritage Foundation and the woman who was leading it said, we can do this, this is easy. She started about attacking democracy. And she's like, we can do this. And no one, no one, she knows that no one's going to fight back. No one's going to question it. They don't even bother to check their spelling. I saw a tweet today that said Joe Biden is a weak president and they spelled weak W-E-E-K. So no one's questioning them. No one's uh, in, any, in any form. And they're uh, so far uh, getting away with it. And it's uh, quite frustrating. And I hope that the Senate uh, uh, gets gets it together and passes the uh, the, the uh, pro democracy uh, Senate one bill HR one. Well, Jeff, I understand that you found a uh, uh, a music video, a very interesting music video. Why don't you tell us about that? Well, I I spend a lot of time listening to the Highway on Sirius XM, and I've spent a lot of time being a regular panelist on this podcast with my friend Abby Mello. And there's a connection. There's a outstanding song by Travis Denning called Abby, and I brought it uh, to her attention. I have a very brief clip of it. Let's take a listen. And her name is Abby. So crazy like this guy i don't even remember banging him and he's clearly still <laughs> well abby we have a surprise for you because our special guest <laughs> from behind door number three no. <laughs> i mean like i lived in tennessee for eight years so like it's possible i don't know but don't remember <laughs> But what, what I like there is that she is the ideal woman to the singer because he's, he's breaking up with somebody and he's describing his next girlfriend in, uh, and he, in, 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 in very detailed terms. She doesn't even drive a Honda and I don't know why that's a bad thing, but she is ideal. She's the life of the party. She's got a bad little body. She drinks one or two cold beers. But the main point is that Abby is not her. Right, not the current girlfriend who is right. apparently very annoying. Right. Well, he was about to meet her until he tried promoting the song on Tinder, in which case he got kicked off. So now we'll never find her. It happens. 
Scientists speculate we may not achieve the number of adults being fully vaccinated in order to achieve herd immunity from COVID-19. In fact, that coupled with the jobs numbers being well below what was projected, it is clear that the effects of the pandemic are still severe for some Americans. For them, times are getting so bad that they are taking jobs where they have to learn how to operate an excavator just so they can dig mass graves for their families. Joining us tonight to discuss the various current events, please welcome Kay Chang. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. It's an absolute pleasure. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. Anything in the news uh, striking you? The big one in the comedy community is the Tony Hinchcliffe thing, which um, I feel like because I'm Asian and I run a show called Crazy Funny Asians, I always have to come up with some sort of commentary or write a bit about uh, stuff that happens whenever somebody is racist to an Asian. But it happens every week and I'm like completely out of bits. I'm like creatively tapped out. So I don't know if anybody else has commentary, I'll totally accept it. Uh, and steal it as my own because i don't have any i just that's so shitty though like the fact that it's like other people's racism that is holding us back too and like i mean no offense like to anything that's happening here but like you i mean you shouldn't have to feel expected to talk about trauma that's happening to your community and like you know like i don't want to be asked about kids in cages like that's horrific um and it's like, I don't know how to make this funny for white people because I don't think any of it is funny. Like, I just like anytime you if someone asks, I mean, I don't know. I just say, you know what? I have nothing to say. Just donate to a cause or something. Or volunteer. Well, I put myself in this position because of the theme of the show. Uh, and I appreciate the theme and the opportunity to do it. It's just like man, I'd kind of rather talk about my dog dying than this over and over again. I feel like sometimes the biggest flex is to just ignore the elephant in the room. Yeah. Yeah. And what about the fact that he did it during uh, the month commemorating Asian Pacific uh, Americans? Yep, 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 yep. Um, I guess we have to cancel him now. I don't, I'm I'm, going to be honest, I'm not that familiar with Tony Hinchcliffe. I know he's big on serious, but I don't have a serious account, so <laughs> how do you cancel that which you do not have a subscription to? <laughs> um, how do you cancel that person you have never heard of, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> one thing we've learned is that the word that the the right complains about cancel culture, and they do it on Fox News. They complain about being canceled and not being heard, and while they have a whole network to talk about it. So there are plenty of avenues for this uh, terrible person, this terrible comic to speak. Uh, He'll never be uh, canceled. Recently, the traitorous, reactionary, seditionist uh, Josh Hawley wrote a column in the Washington Post complaining about how he was being canceled. He's in one of the major newspapers in the country complaining about being canceled. I'll be honest, if he had said those things on Netflix, I still would not cancel my Netflix account because okay. Netflix is just too good. You can be as racist as you want on Netflix. I'm not giving that up, dude. I got <laughs> to finish Bridgerton, you know? <laughs> I need to watch the Selena series a few more times until because I haven't formed a, a full opinion and a critique of it. Yeah, I cannot cancel Netflix. 
Yeah, don't tell me how it ends. Uh, well, once I finish my favorite show, <laughs> fuck that service. So. Until I get a free trial next time. <laughs> From its humble beginnings as the party of Lincoln, Republicans have made the obvious gradual evolution into something resembling a church social to its next logical iteration, something resembling Jesus camp, where everyone is in a cult-like trance over the worship of Donald Trump and against anyone who criticizes him. As Mitt Romney found out, when he gave a speech at Utah's Republican convention, as shown in this report. Here at the Utah Republican Party State Convention, Senator Mitt Romney was loudly booed by delegates. He's faced anger and backlash over his votes to impeach President Trump. Let's go ahead and play back what happened. Please, thank you, show respect. Okay, Senator, thank you, Derek. Thanks, Derek. So, yeah, I understand that uh, I have a few folks that don't like me terribly much, and I, I'm sorry about that, but I, I express my mind as I believe is right, and I follow my conscience as I believe is right. And, uh, and I'm not a fan... I'm not a fan of the current president's policies. Utah's junior senator did get some cheers, but I'm told as soon as his speech finished, he left the Maverick Center. That pretty much sums up every single gig I've ever done at a sports bar during a game, to be honest. You take the stage, everybody boos you, and then you're done with your set. You just leave. Well, I mean, at least they paid attention. That's right. In a, in I mean, a, when I get on stage at sports bars, people pay attention, but it's not for my jokes. Yeah, maybe if they had a, the, the Utah Jazz game on uh, behind them, he would have got some cheers. He honestly, he sounded like the way I must have sounded when I first started substitute teaching and would like, okay, class, oh. show respect. And the, meanwhile, the class is like, not in class. They're doing their own thing. I mean, that kind of worked for Mitt. They said, you know, show some respect. And then everybody started cheering. I don't know if the Democrats have tried that yet. Like, <laughs> hey, show respect. But did you see <laughs> the way he tried to get the crowd back? It was uh, his version, a Republican version of let's give it up for the troops. When, it, when he said, I'm not a fan of this current president's policies. Yeah. Who is? I think. It, being that they were in the Maverick Center, that he should have just asked himself what a couple of Mavericks would do and you know, just really channel his inner Sarah Palin. That's all, I've got nothing. That's right. <laughs> For some state Republican parties, the 2020 election is a campaign that is still being waged. Arizona Republicans have gone the extra step of examining each ballot in Maricopa County to find instances of voter fraud. Their principal method of searching for fraud is using ultraviolet light to check for irregularities. Presumably, it's the same light that Trump wanted to use to cure COVID. They're going the extra step by looking for another indicator of a fraudulent ballot, as we can see in this clip. We are checking in live right now at Veterans Memorial Coliseum, where you can see the counters are out. The counting continues, and we are learning the controversial Arizona election audit is looking for bamboo-laced ballots. All, yeah, all of this appears to be based on a conspiracy theory. Our political editor, Dennis Welch, was inside today observing the count and has more tonight. This goes back to last week when one of the people involved in this audit made some vague reference to bamboo and ballot paper. And it wasn't until today I was able to follow up and ask him what he meant by that and why are auditors looking for this? 
because they use bamboo in their paper processing. And by they, John Brakey, who's been helping with the recount of Maricopa County's 2.1 million ballots, meant Asian countries. There's accusations that 40,000 ballots were flown in. To Arizona? Into Arizona, and it was stuffed into the box, okay? And it came from the southeast part of the world, Asia, okay? And, uh, and what they're doing is to find out if there's bamboo in the paper. But just when you think Republicans can't find a new way to insert racism into their political <laughs> discourse, they, they find it. They find a new way. Admittedly, it's it's very creative. <laughs> now I got to write a bit about this. Did they, <laughs> did they think they were honoring uh, AAPI month? Uh, I think it's funny that they thought uh, Asian people would pay to have ballots shipped in. We would just go to Kinko's. We're way too cheap for that, y'all. Come on. <laughs> Bamboo is a highly invasive species. Like, it's everywhere. It, I don't know. It's just so confusing to me that that's the link there. Part of me feels like they're doing they're doing this shit on purpose. Like, they're, like, all this media stuff, like, I don't know. It, it's just so ridiculous. It'd be funny if they had a panda, like, as their drug dog, sniffing each of the ballots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be the most adorable voter fraud, y'all. I'm, I'm kind of rooting for the bamboo in the ballots at this point. Like that sounds honestly that bamboo ballots, like bamboo paper, that sounds like a white person thing right now with all their sustainable trends and shit. Like is Gwyneth Paltrow behind this? Georgia Representative Andrew Clyde said the January 6th insurrection was, in his words, a normal tourist visit. Apparently, a normal tourist visit to Representative Clyde is Georgia Tech students celebrating a championship. For some of these tourists, their unrequited love for Donald Trump brings them into a late-stage conflict with their own forced-upon religious beliefs. As we can see in this clip, when an insurrectionist tries to spell out the contrast in the deities which he worships, while under questioning from CNN's Chris Cuomo. Now, what was it that you started to hear that impressed you so much that it made you forget your faith and replace it with faith in Trump? I would say basically I believe the president of the United States. I mean, ever since I was, you know, a little kid, I was told the president of the United States is, is the man that, that you, you look up to. All right. As of right now, we've, you know, only had a man in the White House as the president. So that's who you look up to. Uh, that's who you follow. You know, the Bible calls us to follow government. Um, and I got wrapped up in, in, in what was being told to me and in, in what was, uh, what was on the TV, what the media was proclaiming. Do you blame Fox? Do you blame former President Trump? Who do you blame? I blame myself. I take full accountability for my actions. Um, and because of that, you know, I have gone to God and asked for forgiveness. I've prayed, God, please forgive me. I take full responsibility for, for my actions. I'm not, this isn't a cop-out, right? God tells us to come to him and beg for forgiveness. And that's what I've done. The Bible does say no violence. The Bible does say to follow the government, whether you believe them or not. And that's the stance that I hold. Um, and I regret my actions that day. And I take full, full responsibility for them. 
not to question anybody's religious or spiritual beliefs, but something tells me he got the idea to bring God into this when he was with his fellow insurrectionists. And when they made it inside the Capitol building, he heard them say, Jesus Christ, we're inside. What do we do now? <laughs> Does he think that's going to get him off in a court of law? Uh, does he think it's not? Because I'm pretty sure he is going to get away with it. And when he when he has representatives behind him, uh, backing him up, saying it was a typical tourist a, a day. There were members of Congress who gave them maps so they knew where to go. Or like dudes who were trying to sell him a t-shirt. Like I raided the Capitol. <laughs> you know, what I got was this lousy five count indictment. <laughs> <laughs> And they made it out of bamboo. Fuck. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> the t-shirt's made in China. <laughs> Despite being the party of heavily contagious Trump worship, there are still some conservative-minded people who believe in the old school values of the Republican Party. Here we see Abby Shapiro, the sister of Breitbart's 2016 incel of the year winner, Ben Shapiro, giving her views on the benefits of marriage. Hello, beautiful ladies, and welcome to today's video, where we're going to be talking about why I love my life as a conservative woman. Conservatives really value marriage. We think it's something that actually is important, and it's important to the building of a society. If you're on the other side of the aisle and you love marriage too, that's great. And it's not to say that you can't love marriage if you're not conservative. It's just that conservative women look at marriage a little bit differently and a little bit more of a necessity than just, oh, this is a really nice thing that people do and should do and love to do. One of the things that I absolutely love about being married is that I'm married to a man who believes in marriage as much as I do. When you're conservative, it's important to marry someone who shares your values. And my husband and I were always on the same page about what marriage meant. But that meant that marriage for us was a huge decision that we didn't take lightly. And it was a decision that even now the two of us are constantly checking in with each other and knowing that this is going to be something that's going to go the distance. We don't view marriage as something that we just did because we fell in love. We view it as this is the building block for us to have a family, be part of a community, and this is long term. So that's something that makes me so happy as a conservative woman and as a married woman as a wife. <laughs> and I'll see you guys in my next video. Meanwhile, her husband's probably in the next room with the barrel of a loaded gun in his mouth. I'm not even sure what she was talking about. Like I was trying to understand her point, but like she didn't even define the concept that she was talking about in any way. Like I, she just kept saying marriage over and over again. It's a thing. It's a nice thing that people like to do. And it's a, it's a thing that should be long-term. She has in no way actually, you know, defined what it means for her and her husband. It's because she, doesn't, she doesn't have to because these conservatives are just using YouTube as another form to monetize and gain money. Like the fact that we're even watching her video and giving her airtime and she's able to monetize off of it. It's like, it doesn't matter what she's saying. Like, I mean, it's hard for me to like make fun of conservative i've literally muted and blocked all of those people because i don't care and i just i I don't know i do a lot of social media work and the more i learn about how social media works the more i'm just like really cautious about who i give my views to and like with all these like you know conservative people like yeah as a comedian you want to make fun of them but as a human you know and as a capitalist myself i don't want to give them my airtime 
So I just uh, also, I want to encourage the viewers at home. You don't have to watch them and you do not have to like respond to their tweets because they say things that are like ridiculous on purpose because they know that it'll boost engagement and the algorithms follow that. And that's how these people get boosted in the first place by saying outrageous things on purpose. So don't give them airtime anymore, guys, because she didn't have to make a point. She's just making money. My interpretation, trying to think the way she was, which is dangerous. Abby, you, you, you said she, she, you couldn't figure out what she was saying. My guess is that she's saying that conservatives take marriage more seriously than liberals who have weakened the concept of marriage by letting men marry men and women marry women. They truly are bonding for life as a man and a woman. That's yeah, I, I picked up on a little bit of that. Uh, yeah, I picked up a, on that too. Um, it definitely had sort of a homophobic undertone as far as like, this is what marriage is. I was on a Peloton ride and the instructor was, who was Jewish, was reading uh, hashtags of people with milestones. And as she's quickly reading them, she probably wasn't giving them a second thought one of them began with, with uh, 88. Oh. And she, ju and she just, like, like 88 something, uh, 88 ride for wine, something like that. Wow. And she didn't notice it. I noticed it. Wait, I don't get it. What does 88 mean? It's, it's a way of uh, saying uh, Heil Hitler. Oh. H is the eighth letter of the alphabet. And so if you put the two eights together, you get HH, which stands for Heil Hitler. Was that, was that something, is that like a long standing thing? That's, mm -hmm. okay. That sounded like some Q garbage. No, I mean, it's too clever for Q. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say eight is a lucky number in Asian culture. So if you see an 88, that's a good thing. We say Oh, and also good luck. <laughs> good in astrology like when you see like or angel numbers i was gonna say like one one or two two but yeah so mm -hmm. tricky how all these things have different meanings trying to ruin a nice thing from astrology and from asian culture i feel like you were just flexing that you own a peloton right there right that was just a whole <laughs> as soon as i started we get it you're healthy okay i got it we get it jeff you're retired you have free time <laughs> not like the rest of us who actually have to work for our living jeff the, a peloton that's the bike that you buy and you stand next to it and do exercise videos on your tv right that's exactly it yes exactly. That's it. <laughs> use it as a coat rack and on that note that's our show. I want to thank Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, Linda Landeros, and Kay Chang. See you on the leaderboard. <laughs> but before we go, my final thought. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell won his reelection campaign this past November. Once he finishes his current term in the Senate, he'll be 84, which is the same year he was first elected to his Senate seat. Not 1984, the actual year 84. I'm led to think that Mitch McConnell isn't actually a human being, but a consistently malfunctioning cyborg, and that our only chance of eliminating him will be to orchestrate a shift in the tectonic plates so that the 2024 Republican National Convention, the earth will open up and swallow McConnell, 
and pull him down into the fiery depths of hell, where he will join fellow racist cyborgs like Strom Thurmond and Jesse Helms over endless shots of bourbon and the movie Birth of a Nation playing on a repetitive loop. It's a shame that we won't get to see this view, that we won't get to see Mitch McConnell in the afterlife once he dies. I'd love to hear him say, I'm very perturbed that I appear to be burning in hell right now. Good night. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, and Linda Landeros, and guest Kay Chang. Theme music by Euron Vandenberg. Executive producer, Tom Myers. Executive producer for IPM Nation, Matt Connerton. For more information, visit tommyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Ugly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Ace. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, funny productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.